my nipples are out. Look the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs>
Courtney tried a VR, the PS4 VR once. She got kind of dizzy playing this really intense VR thing. She was like, oh, I can't do VR ever since then. I'm like, you could try different things. You actually got into one of the most intense things, (laughs) and it just kind of threw you off. Yeah, like you have an experience, and so because we played Doom. Well, that's not exactly <laughs> <laughs> representative of the yeah, the full range of possibilities. Yeah. Exactly, but because you and I have played this several times late, and all of a sudden she's like, "Wait a minute, you're sucked in." She's like, "Let <laughs> this morning." She's like, "Let me kind of experience. Let me see what it's like." And so I put the VR on her let her go into like the home screen, let her fit, draw the boundary, like give her the full like startup yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah. And she was like, whoa, cool, look at this background. Yeah. And so I, she navigates the demo, gets into a one player skirmish, and I just kind of tell her the directions. And then all of a sudden she's off and running. And before- and before out for the next before, four hours. Before, <laughs> she's like, so, what if we ordered instead of that Nintendo Switch that one and an Oculus? I could play with you and Amy and Fulin. And I was like, uh huh, I see. See how this goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's so good. It's, it's, it's wild how there's only because there's only the only two campaigns right now. And I mean, and granted, you know, maybe I you could maybe we will tire of those. I don't know. I've been playing it for a couple of weeks, but the replayability despite the fact like the map is the same the actual physical structure of the of the level of the dungeons are the same each time through but obviously the inhabitants of the dungeons change which and and the location of points of interest and where the door is where the key is yada 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 uh, on each level changes each time so you know that mixes it up but i'm just surprised at how i don't know how replayable it is given given how little variance there really is a little physical variance there really is you know so yeah it's, it's wild how i don't know it I mean, it's, yeah, it's just like a board game time. it's just like it's the same reason you can get out the same board out of a box and play whatever the hell's going on there is is mm-hmm. is well transferred to the the vr and obviously the vr environment is cool as fuck you know like the fact that you just said the board is the same every time, I'm like false. It can't be. Like it seems different to me every time we play. It is. So it's, I, you'll know. You'll know. Like uh, it's like I've noticed <laughs> that. It's pointless how I figured it out. But yeah, you, you once you've played enough, you'll be like, oh yeah, this is because the room is the same. There's a few rooms that are very very distinct. Like level two of the uh, black sarcophagus campaign. There's like this room with two. It's like a long room, and it's got two little. Uh, balconies on each side you know and it's just a, like a very very distinctly looking room and like you know i played it a few times and like no one told me this now i played it a few times and a few times and i was like damn that's the same exact room that's crazy and i was like wait a minute it's the same way into that room like holy shit it's all the same it's just <laughs> shit's, in shit's in different places so you know i'm sure it would be a lot to randomly generate that every time i'm sure so i, you know, I get it and I, i'd rather them dedicate development time to entirely new campaigns than randomly procedurally generated existing campaigns anyway so like i no complaints uh, about that it's just you know i'm, I'm surprised at, at how much it can still engage you no matter how many times you play it you know at least so far yeah it's really good for sure <laughs> so what else have you played on there so i actually bought beat saber yesterday and, and or two days ago bought it a couple of days ago and yeah i i played it at gameworks for my birthday when you guys are out when you guys flew out here to, to seattle and 
So seeing it there is just as amazing and even better, you know, because I'm not connected to something like I was at GameWorks. And the, so I'm going to let Zion play that after. She's super excited <laughs> to play it. It's so good. It's so good, man. Yeah, so I, would, good. I, would, I would guess. Key. I mean, like I said, I, I, it's not I, I, I don't think it's something that I would dig, but it's, you know, it's insanely rated every time I see a list for this thing that's mm-hmm. on there. It's yeah, it's got to be it's got to be pretty good. Yeah. I, I've also played, um, I mess around with the rec room a little bit, which <laughs> it's so funny. Like they have this archery thing, which is so fun. Like it seems like the control seems so reactive, like better than I thought it would be. Like, it, like any kind so of game, that I've, like better than I've played with like a Wii or another Wii, but like the Switch or something like that. Yeah. Like just so reactive. And I kept wanting to do it over and over again. You know, so that that's really fun as, as well. But I've only kind of dipped my toe into that. I know there's much more to be found there. But yeah, it's so the far. Phys- I, physics I'm in that mini golf game are just, it blows my mind. Yeah. How good that, so good. Obviously, walk about mini golf. That is so fun. Like, I definitely want to play more of that. Like, it's funny because on the PS4 VR, I would play the, the golf game there. But it's, it's a driving range. And that's fun for me. I liked it. But this... Like the walkabout is so much better. Like I, I prefer putt putt anyway. But just, yeah, just the play of it, just the physics of it, all of that. It's so much fun. So I, I'm kind of like, man, am I really gonna have to get a second VR headset for Courtney and like slash the family, you know, so we can. You're probably gonna end up with four of them, Jay. It's probably what's gonna <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy games. That have another platform. So I have Vader Immortal in the PS4 VR, at least the first or second one. I gotta see, maybe both. Um, but I know I don't have the third one. But I'm not gonna buy those again on this one. But I might get the third one on this, you know, because that one's I mean, so fun. I didn't even know that. I, I thought these were all. I mean, I guess if, if you're talking about this fucking uh, Star Wars thing, of course it's gonna be everywhere. But I don't know. I, I just I didn't. I don't. I don't think of this platform as having much overlap with any other system you know I mean, i'm sure part of that's just because it's vr stuff but also i just feel like these are it's it's it, there's a lot of indie developers there's a lot of small developers a lot of the games are like i mean i, I just saw what the hell was it was it walkabout maybe it was demio i just saw i just got an announcement in the discord for one of these two games uh last uh-huh. night that it just popped up on steam so it just became available for you know on, on steam so like that like it came here first you know what i mean so that's mm-hmm. like because it's so successful here on this one unique platform it's been it's being transitioned wider you know what i mean so like i nice. feel like this is a very very natively driven uh developer base that's the fucking term i don't know, <laughs> you know what i mean like, <laughs> uh, yeah i mean like it's almost like you know it's, it, it almost feels a little bit like rinky dink and kind of like i'm a little scared it's not gonna last because it's not <laughs> because it's not being supported by the triple a title developers you know what i mean I, and like i that that's where all the money gets made and that's why you know what i mean uh but facebook is is a lot of these games i've, I've listened to a few pod, i started listening to this rough vr podcast it's pretty good but interfacing with the guys we're gonna play scheduling a walkie about walk about mini golf game they said they're cool as fuck uh i was listening to another one too uh, that's more of kind of just like a, a news a vr news podcast or oculus vr news podcast they were saying uh fuck i just i totally lost my train of thought what were they talking about? What did I start talking about that? <laughs> I started thinking about playing mini golf with those guys. And just <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Well, you're not. It's awesome on the. Yeah, yeah, on the whatever. Beer. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell I'll say it, but I, it, the, the, the point. The point is, like, I, I, I'm a little concerned about like whether or not it can last, but uh, mm. you know, it, it fucking. Uh, oh yeah, they were they were saying that Facebook is 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 developing a lot of the games in house. You know, like a lot of like, oh, really? like yeah, a lot like the beat like Beat Saber and all these are maybe that's that's like that was in their case, so that's developed by someone else. But a lot of these games, I guess, are being developed in house at Facebook, so they are like really really pushing making this work with in-house money and that's probably what what's keeping it afloat right now is a lot of a lot of their like 30 dollars triple a titles are self-made you know what i mean so mm, uh, interesting yeah. interesting so and facebook's got money uh, i'm watching their fucking i i i'm watching their fucking stock ticker every day and it, they got money so uh, <laughs> i guess if they're supporting it we'll be okay <laughs> yeah as long as that works man because i i, I yeah, it's so good. I, one good signal is that the Demio Discord new players pop up like every day. It seems like you know oh, that I've joined. So oh, like, dude, it's, it's yeah, it's that. I mean, that's and that's that's part of. What hopefully, more and more people are coming. <laughs> yeah, Demio is so cool. Yeah, I mean, because I will, you know, uh, like you started playing, uh, Amy got a headset, and, but you know, like before that, either of those happened, I was in there. Like, you know, I just pop into the, the looking for games Discord, pop a room number down, and or just look in there and find one, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, finding a game, it's it never had to wait more than five, 10 minutes uh, to get, you know, either someone to come to my game or to find a game that I want to join, you know? And I've yeah. played games and friended people and, you know, we sent messages and like play again. Like, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I'm surprised. Like, I got, yeah, I got a note here. Like, I've, I got made fucking friends, bro. The first new male friends I've made since like 2004. Uh, <laughs> like I've made, I've made a bunch of them between Demio and Walkabout Mini Golf, and it's crazy to me because I am just like a complete social shut-in for the most part. <laughs> it's hilarious to me how like I don't know personal uh, it's become of an activity. Yeah, Imprint, for actually. sure, man. It's it's nuts. I, I had the same thing. Like even yesterday, like before we played. Early in the day, I took like a break from work and jumped into a quick match, and I was having a break from work. A two, a two plus hour break from work no. to, play, <laughs> to play fucking a Demio campaign. It's not like a fucking game yeah. of mini golf. What do you mean a break from work? <laughs> like, Friday you stopped afternoon. Working, you stopped working for multiple hours and play video games. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> hey, I work in video games, so. <laughs> and I work late often, so it it, it works out. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I jumped into a game with these guys and it was so social. You know, I, I expected it to be a lot more like we're down in the business, but like everybody was new and everybody was just kind of like, hey, I just came over from D&D. &D. Oh, how does this work? Oh, man. OK, let's work together. You know, it was just it was so collaborative and yeah. social. And it was just like, wow, this is kind of like it, it felt to me, honestly, being in the guild in ESO at first, when we first started playing that when I was a noob. And everybody who's playing was a noob, and it was all just like, "Hey, let's learn together. Let's figure this out. This is fantastic." Yeah, no, dude, I, you know every, I mean, every time I play a game with someone new, I every time I learn some little nuance. You know, like the guy with the last night that we were playing with that, that told us about the arrow and and yeah. spell, uh, fucking search thing. You know, like that's every time. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and like I played, I played, I was playing the other night. I think you were in that game where. We were playing with a guy who's level 45, who's clearly played fucking a million times, and <laughs> had no idea that you could tilt the board up and like 
make it essentially vertical so you yeah. can lean back and play without having to lean over, you know? And he was like, holy shit, you know? And like, you know, so it's amazing that someone who's played that much can be taught something by my ass on level nine, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's really cool and, and very collaborative. Yeah, it's really yeah. I have not taken the time to friend people. I should have. I've just been jumping in, in and out pretty quick. Obviously playing with you guys has been epic long sections, but our sessions. But at least last night we were victorious. Yeah, beat the racket. Yeah, that's first time. <laughs> wow. That was hard as shit. <laughs> yeah. We got lucky, dude. We got we got really lucky because yeah, the key. Uh, Amy pointed that out. I think that the key and the door being right by each other, or the key and the start rather being right by each other yeah. on that third level was clutch. Because if we'd had to search around there, we didn't have the the inventory, the card inventory to yeah. like kill a bunch of other dumb shit, you know. And I, and I mean, I guess you know. A whole bunch of shit certainly converged on that area once we started battling with it. So maybe there wasn't a ton that we missed enemy wise, but still, like uh, I think that could have been much. And the, the second level, we got the hell out of there and didn't really engage a lot of that level too, because that the door and the key were right by each other. So we got pretty lucky, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, we did, we definitely like had like the best usage of our weapons and, and cards. I feel like you know dropping bombs on the oil lamps and just causing mass explosions. Like we did what we needed to do you know, the most effective ways. And it was just like, I need more cards at the end. Like, I, I don't know. I can't do more damage than this. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I, I, I kind of thought the card thing uh, would annoy me. for me. Like, I, I, th I thought the card thing would be, because it's like limiting, you know, it's like a very limited way to play a fantasy game like that relative to standard D&D &D stuff where you kind of have, you can do anything, you know what I mean? Uh, whatever you decide your character is going to be, that's what you can develop and that's what you can have available to you and yada, yada, yada. So I thought the card stuff would, would bug me a little bit, but it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, partly because I got played with the same class and the, the, the classes do have class specific cards. So it's not like you're just dealing with whatever random ass cards come to you, you know, so yeah. you, you can kind of develop a because you can spend the money in the shops and you can acquire what cards you want and kind of focus on the things that you like and and, and use well with your level the way you play so you know it, it, it has more custom customability <laughs> customization capability than i expected um with that with that style of play but yeah it's it's fucking great, it's fucking great. have you so have you played any other classes in that game yet uh yeah I, thought, I started with the the sorcerer uh but i yeah i've latched on to the assassin dude i like the the sneaking thing and like yeah you know, i've seen i played with a few people a few assassin types who like you know it allows you the opportunity you know, you're like you're inclined to stay together and 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 uh stick together because that's obviously the safest way to approach but with the, the assassin you have the opportunity to stealth off and kind of you can either go do recon and explore or if you need to like you know it's like that little project i went and did with the gorgon last night like you, know, you can you can go off on your own and you, yeah. don't, you don't need the safety net of the group because you can totally cloak yourself you know and that's a really cool it adds like a really unique style of play or opportunity for style of play that i, that I really like you know uh, so yeah i really like that thing but yeah I, I fucked with the sorcerer a little bit and like i played a skirmish yesterday where i had is uh, i think i mentioned via text like it was it was it was two assassins and two hunters so i was you know playing with the hunters too and, and that's cool you get the extra card the range stuff is cool the line of sight uh, or rather line of sight um strategy is really cool the thing like you're constantly trying to get to an advantageous higher position and like you know you can fucking tag something on the other side of the dungeon if you got the right thing you know what i mean so like you know you gotta yeah it, it, it forces you the hunter forces you to, i think to be more aware of the whole board you know and that's kind of cool too so 
Yeah, the only nice. thing I haven't really fucked with is the, the tank. I think I might actually try a tank. I don't know. I uh, the way you fucking play, you should. Yeah, you play like a fucking tank. Honestly, honestly, I think it's because I'm used to being like an ESO wizard where I'm so high DPS wise that I just I know, rush I in you most yeah, places. You're not a you know? <laughs> with fucking draconian armor. Hey, it worked out. It worked out. We succeeded. <laughs> In any event. Does not always work out. But. <laughs> yeah. So Beat Saber, Walkabout, and Demiug. Anything else? And Rec Room? Anything else? Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. pretty much it so far. But it's funny because this morning after we talked, Courtney started sharing me another list of other Oculus RPG games and dungeon crawlers. So she's like, what about this one? Have you tried this one? I was like, no, but I will now that you pointed yeah. me in that direction. So. Plenty of favorites. <laughs> Got plenty of games favorite that better in my quay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I play. I played a fucking shit ton of walkabout. I started playing multiplayer, and that's actually how that injury I posted the picture of happened. I was, <laughs> I got too excited trying to show some dude like where on a wooden block to to bounce the ball off of, and the cherry blossoms hard course, like just like uh-huh. like how to do a ricochet to make a thing like where and like I got so excited to share this information again going back to that communal thing <laughs> I, like, I like just ran up to the block and like totally forgot about my guardian and ran my fucking shin right into the marble uh, oh. <laughs> like you know, it hurt like hell but you're in the headset you can't see anything and like you know I was like I did that right before my shot so I just went back to playing and like you know I can kind of see right out of the very bridge of the nose and I just uh-huh. happened to look down at it out of there, and like I saw blood just running down my leg. Guy <laughs> like, like, oh, like had a fucking like bled all over the floor to fucking run over. And, uh-huh. and the guys like, you need to stop. I'm like, ah oh, man, I'll be fine. I just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, the, yeah, the multiplayer stuff is so fucking cool, dude. The quick, it's the quick match thing. It's so quick and easy. Uh, and you know, I mean, I'd say it's. The quality of player you get can be a little frustrating. People quitting either because you're whooping their ass or just like people who literally don't know what they're doing, and like that can be a little frustrating at times. But generally speaking, like like I said, I've I've played some games. It's like you you, you do the quick match thing, and you just randomly match with someone, and they randomly put you into a either front or back nine on one of the easy courses. So you don't even you don't get to choose what level you're playing. So it's totally random. But after you play that, if neither of you quit, you'll go back to the main menu and you stay in the room together. So if you've like struck up a conversation and you're vibing or the game was good or whatever the hell it was, you're, you, you remain in the room together and you guys can then choose whatever you want to do. You can do play a full 18, you can play easy, hard, whatever, you know? So like you, I played some games where you like, you have a really good, really close match. It goes really well, the conversation's good and you just hang out with the person for like a fucking hour and play a bunch of, you know, a harder courses or whatever you want to do. And that's really fucking cool that, you know, it's just like, it can either be this really, really single-serving thing, or this really lengthy fucking head-to-head matchup. You know that. You <laughs> so it's a really cool how, how well that's done. And I, I also there's that game I mentioned, Red Matter, last time. Uh, I just started uh, the USSR-inspired first-person puzzler thing. So yeah, I mean, like the the environmental manipulation mechanics are so well done with the way the Oculus controllers are, these claw things, it's just so well mapped to how they actually uh, work. It's really fucking cool. Uh, there was this puzzle where you had to move fuses around in this electrical contraption using an in-game diagram. Like, so you like, 
Oh, wow. You got to like go pick the thing up. You got to like bring it over and you're like looking at it and you're looking at the fuses and you had to like, you had to like tinker on this workbench and then test after you set the fuses up in the little box, test the, the, the thing that you were arranging the fuses in, in this diagnostics thing, you know? And yeah. it was just so damn immersive. Like, I mean, I'm like, fucking, you know, you like drop the fuse, you're like, fuck. And you, 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 like, <laughs> you pick the fuse up and like, it, oh, it's just so good, man. So good. Really fun story too. I, I finished that and I would say it's probably like maybe eight to 10 hours I played on it. And I was a little disappointed with that length given the, the like the, it's got the high watermark price of 30 bucks. You're like, that's the max you're mm -hmm. gonna pay for game on there at least so far. I'm sure that'll change. Uh, but nonetheless, very enjoyable and cool. So I got out of that and I had gotten actually I'd played a walkabout mini golf game with a dude who recommended because I mentioned the Red Matter VR and he was like, Oh, you should play the Room VR, a dark matter. So the name of the game is The Room VR, a dark matter. So there's a lot of matter in VR puzzle gaming, I guess. <laughs> but but uh, so I downloaded that one after I finished Red Matter and it's it's set in nineteen oh eight London and you're a detective investigating some weird shit surrounding the disappearance of an Egyptologist. So, like, you know, hieroglyphics okay. and shit for puzzles, you know, and it's uh, okay. really, really hot and really, really cool. Um, Wait, what's it called again? The dark, uh, was it the dark room? The room VR, a dark matter. Okay, the room VR. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, really fucking good. I finished that as well. Um, yeah, that one was probably a little longer. It was a little, had a little more length to it, but really good. Puzzles great, too. Fucking fantastic. Um, and then I downloaded Demio, and yeah, I basically checked the fuck out of IRL entirely now. <laughs> it's not Resident Evil Oasis. If you're if you're already a player one enthusiast, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. And then on the caveman gaming era front, the Tadpog dudes ripped uh, Tadpog podcast dudes ripped off uh, or tipped me off about the Dodgeball Academia on Game Pass. Have you seen this or heard about this? Dodgeball Academia. What? Yeah, What's up? It sounds as cute as it is. It's a it's an anime style schoolyard RPG where the battle system is set in dodgeball games. So you instead of like random like think you know think think just like Dragon Warrior kind of, but instead of battles with enemies, you get in random dodgeball game encounters, and you have you have a party of three people. Or you the party actually gets bigger than three people, but you can only use three at a time in the uh, in the battles. Yeah, you just like, I don't know, it's like, you know, you're like little fetch quests and like you got to go around, you're trying to help either school employees or like the whole, you know, the whole thing is structured around you're a new, you're a new student at this school that you ran away from home to, to go to because you wanted to become a dodgeball or whatever <laughs> or some shit. And there they do a tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do a tournament at the school and like, you know, like the back burner, at least how far I am into it, you know, who knows where it goes, but the back burner kind of like main quest is, is working your way through this tournament. But while you're going through the tournament, you're dealing with your own little personal stuff because you just got to the school and it's like schoolyard dumb shit, you know? Uh, and then you got like some rivalries and you know, the, the, you got the establishment, the, 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 the players who think they're hot shit at the school already, yada, yada, yada. So you have all the shit going on uh, to deal with in between the uh, tournament matches. And it's, it's pretty fucking cool. Like the writing, is kind mm. of fun and cute. It's not great, but it's not it's not bad at all. It's very anime cartoon style, certainly geared for children. But uh, the actual play style and like you know the intricacy of the dodgeball matches is shockingly good. Like 
it's not at all just like with the ball there's like there's crazy ass moves you get and like your characters develop and level up and get new skills and shit that change the way they can both attack and defend there's a bunch of items and stuff that change the way the strategy with which you you would want to play based on what items you're either equipping or trying to equip or trying to acquire uh yeah it's pretty there's a pretty good economic system and yeah it's it's shockingly elaborate and and, and complicated uh, or not complicated but uh, different layers to it than you would expect for kind of like what looks very much like a children's game. So that's pretty cool. I also tried uh, a high, what I've gathered to be since, since hearing about it and trying it, a highly controversial game called 12 minutes from Annapurna. Oh, I've, I've heard that this is very popular now. Like yeah. what, what did you think about it? <laughs> it's the same team that did outer wilds of uh, the Annapurna. Oh, okay. The, like, you know, really, uh, highbrow uh, uh, movie studio um, or movie production company, I guess I should say, not movie studio. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's on Game Pass, and it's a time loop game that all takes place in a four-room apartment between a couple and a home invader, right? And, like, all the things that people have been bitching about in regards to it are mostly accurate. <laughs> like, I, like, like, I feel... Like I, you know, I was like more more annoyed and frustrated, which is, you know, that's it's it's kind of it's one of those situations where like you know you have like a, this little bit of this grading experience, but it was almost probably intended to be that way, you know, because you're it's supposed to be frustrating. You're only playing twelve minutes of, of real time, you know, so each you know, and you're not even getting through it most of the time. The twelve the twelve minutes is, I think, if the, you survive the whole thing, you know, so or make it through. So yeah, it's like so like. <laughs> like honestly the most frustrating thing about it the doorbell because pl you're playing in the loop so you're just going back through this thing every time right and you know you you start the thing you're and if it's not the very first time anyways you're like you start the loop like stumbling into the apartment just having died you know what i mean so you're, like, you're stumbling into the apartment and you're like you're you your, your character in the game and you obviously as the player have an awareness of yourself being in the loop so like your character stumbles through like fuck like, God damn it, you know, like, what now? What do I do? How do I make this work this time? You know, so, like, it's this really fucking mind-trippy game, for sure. Uh, and, you know, and that in its own self is commendable that they, like, it's this incredibly high-concept idea. But, like, every time the invader shows up, he rings the doorbell. So I'm playing this game on the TV, and every time the doorbell rang, it would set Miyagi off. And I was also watching a couple of French Bulldogs at the time when I was playing it. So these three dogs would just fucking go nuts every like seven minutes. You know what I mean? so <laughs> part of that, like, part of the experience being bad was that, like, God damn, I can play this. These fucking dogs would shut up. Uh, and I guess I can't blame the developers for that, but it was unpleasant either way. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, I did, you know, I played it the one time and I picked it up again and played it, tried it one more time, I think. But it's just. It's so it all takes like this top down view. So it looks like shit kind of. And it's like it's only these four rooms. It's like the living room, a closet off that, a bedroom and a bathroom, this tiniest apartment, you know, and like, I don't know, man. And, and like, here's the thing, you know, it's Annapurna. So it's it, the voice actors are it's James McAvoy, William Defoe. Oh, yeah, it's good people. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, honestly, and this is like one of the big arguments that like I listened to this. How, how did this get played podcast? And they did like an hour on it. And, you know, they. They pointed out how, like, you know, you have this incredible cast of actors, but mm -hmm. the way the game works, you know, it's like it's just a die. It's kind of like a logic tree. So, like, 
the dialogue is all broken up and shit. You know, and this is basically the actor. And, and like I said, it's a top-down view, so there's no actual facial expressions to allow them no motor or anything. So like, you know, it, it, it it's like it even with that incredible voice cast, it's still like gratingly bad at times because of the way the dialogue, you know, just choosing dialogue, you know what I mean? And then you're getting whatever mm. the pre-programmed response to that is from the girlfriend or the invader. You know, it's just it's like it's very it's very choppy the way that kind of works and like oftentimes again because the whole thing is just these little decisions interpersonal decisions between you and the invader so like you know on top of like failing at things you're like the people are saying kind of dumb shit back to you at times or your options all of them are kind of dumb you know it's just like it's not mm. open it does not have enough fluidity to the option sets to feel good, you know, and, and it's a game that need, I don't know needs to feel better. I think I, I don't know how to describe it. Really, but <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I fucked around with it a bunch, and I, I and when I was listening to that podcast, they they had a spoiler gate on, it and they were like, uh, I decided like I was listening to the spoiler gate, and I listened to like their like gripes for the first half or whatever, and they're like, okay, we're going to spoiler zone, and I was like, fuck it, they're like I don't like I don't want to play this shit, so I just listened to the rest of it, and honestly, after listening to the whole thing, I'm glad I didn't, uh, or I'm glad I listened. Wow. I'm glad I did it that way instead of. Ex- wasting my time in the game uh, gotcha. but yeah 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 all, all the fucking all the the bitches that people have about it and like you know i'm not the most like critical fucking you know i don't i don't really like to listen to critical analysis of things like it's a piece of art essentially like let it go and whatever it is what it is do what you want with it you know um but yeah it was not it's definitely not worth the aggravation i don't feel um you know i'm sure it probably hmm. resonates with some people more than others but in any event, uh, lastly, uh, I was on my flight to opening day of the Baby Jesus Show in Buffalo last weekend, and I remembered doing that that I hadn't downloaded the 2022 Tech Mobile. It's usually what I do on the flights. I usually play Tech Mobile, uh, the new one, like the 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 from TechMobile.org, and I realized I didn't have the new one yet. So I was like, "Fuck!" And like the second I got home, I downloaded it, and I was pleasantly surprised to find Baby Jesus is on the cover of Tech Mobile this year. That's crazy. <laughs> that, the fact that Bill's quarterback is getting the cover of games, and I know that's not Madden. But it's it makes me happier that it's not Madden, actually. You know, like, right? Oh, like Madden. you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, fuck Madden. Fuck Madden. Yeah, I guess if you want to say that whether or not the dumbass curse, but just like fuck Madden. I don't, know, I don't care less. Like Tech Mobile <laughs> is such a such a better game to me that I was I was so pleasantly surprised to find that. Um, so yeah, so I've been streaming that a little along with uh, I had a Shadowgate Kill Quest stream. I did like three episodes on and finished that, and that was pretty fun. We've been talking about doing nice. that, but it would would never work for a game episode. So it was kind of cool. So I just wanted to jump in and finish, and I was surprised how much I enjoyed that and, and didn't remember stuff. And I had to look a bunch of shit up uh, as I was playing and stuff. Some frustrating, some reasonable, I think, and <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> so yeah, so I decided to set up a, a weekly stream of the season for Tecmo. So basically, every Wednesday at 9 a.m., I am going to stream that week's game, that week's, like, the, the upcoming game that's going to happen that weekend. So I'm going to play throughout the whole season and then actually play the season. So Nice. True yeah, fandom. Transi- transition to video game format. Yeah, it's like a 20-minute little thing, too, so it's, it's cool little, you know. Setting up some sort of stream regularity to me is a little bit of a difficult thing, but a quick Tecmo game for 20 minutes once a week, like I, I, I can commit to that, so hopefully I can see it. <laughs> so that's what I've been playing now. What was that, like two hours? Let's go ahead and talk about Super C now. <laughs>
that little jam is from Area 1, Gates of Fort Firestorm, for secrecy. The level range of this are fantastic. Right? They're legit. Yeah. <laughs> Very detailed. Yeah, they, they, they really... Like, they didn't take themselves too seriously, and I, I love it for this, you know. Like, they understand, they understand the absurdity of what this game is, and that really shows my back creatively. In any event, let's talk synopsis for Super C on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Sipping cold lemonade with a couple of native lovelies, which is a hell of a start. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Mad Dog and Scorpion, Gorilla Warriors extraordinaire. Relax on a Rio beach and boast of how they destroyed the vile alien warmonger, Red Falcon. Little do they know that Red Falcon didn't flee with his pointed tail between his legs. Instead, he tactically retreated to round up ruffians of the universe, friends from all walks of war, to mount a second assault on planet Earth. One of these new recruits is Jagger Freud, a demented alien from the Black Hole Galaxy, who dishes out punishment with a laser with a laser sharp tongue. Red Falcon has also shuttled in the Babalu Destructoid Mechanism, a giant alien attack tank, which was the primary weapon used to disintegrate the innocent solar system of Tralala. Uh, the, this Babalu Destructoid Mechanism is the gadget on the cover of Nintendo Power Issue 12, by the way. <laughs> but the genius behind Red Falcon's Earth-conquering concept is his plan to have, a thousands, or have thousands of intergalactic warriors seep into the brains of the U.S. Army. It's a mind contamination trick which has already taken command of U.S. forces at Fort Firestorm. How do we know that our soldiers have been brainwashed? You can see it in their eyes. Now, if Mad Dog and Scorpion fail to recuperate from their months on the beach in time to destroy Red Falcon's GI-fortified hate nest, his sinister scheme will permeate the world's mightiest power, nuclear missile silos included. And if that happens, we'll all be pushing up daisies. That's, that, that is probably the best written game synopsis. <laughs> that we have encountered on the Nintendo Entertainment System. That is, it is, it is flowery in just the right way and a damn good painting of the universe, you know. Uh, really, really, really well fucking well done. So hats off to you, Konami. That's dope. I, I would say strong to, to very strong. Yeah, 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 strong. Strong, <laughs> strong, strong. Uh, what kind of game is this, Jay? What kind of game are we playing this time? This is a run and gun, baby. Okay. <laughs> multi-directional variety meaning we're going side scrolling then we're going vertical scrolling we're overhead scrolling from time to time which is really weird yeah <laughs> yeah they mix it up good <laughs> yeah, for sure so it was released on april 23rd 1990 for in north america and then that was after february 2nd uh, release in japan so pretty clear you know whenever you see the like, really close release dates uh, i guess that's more of a thing as you get closer as you get later in the, in the timeline that's uh, more of an earlier thing where you have like the really long lead times between the two but mildly interesting to me that it was that was pretty close and this day is a barren wasteland for notable history <laughs> april 23rd 1999. <laughs> uh even though even the music billboard and box office charts are pouring for the week which i suppose is brilliant marketing work by konami if you want your shit to like you do want your shit to drop when there's nothing else <laughs> to spend their money on so very in, in addition to all the other marketing uh, impressive marketing feats uh surrounding this game that's yet another one and the uh, artwork and cover art the key art is some fucking wicked ass military machismo and evil alien mashup shit going on there's lots of guns and tanks and ster steroid fueled abs and, and all the things <laughs> in a game like this and the super c tell treatment is up top as it goes and super is in a like a steel and rivet themed font and the the contra c is the fiery like yellow orange red gradient 
style that they use for the OG Contra key art. And again, just masterful work by Konami, different but faintly the same kind of thing going on, you know, and that's really good. And then you also have the the classic Konami silver background that is on all the Konami games at the time. And the back of the box has six screenshots, not three, <laughs> uh, doubling up on that, that uh, the, the usual there. And it's <laughs> the tagline is shoot first and forget about the questions. And that's, that's nice and aggro as you would want it and expect it to be. And all the, the copy on the back is unique. It's not redundant from the manual. So that that's also always good. So again, they just dumped uh, no, no shortage of effort in, in, into the world building here. And the thing uh, uh, that I like most from it, and if your spread guns, lasers, flamethrowers, and mega shells fail, fail to destroy Red Falcon's eight levels of terror, including radioactive lava fields, it's all over but for the shouting, the screaming, and the cries from a disintegrating world. Again, dude, it's copyright. Wow. Change it. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have the manual, and Konami is kind of mailing in with this baby, actually. Uh, it's 12 all black and white pages, including covers. And after that synopsis blurb, I already read. Uh, they offer a couple of short paragraphs on how to fight for your life and everyone else's. In here, they mention that if a second commando joins in on the action, he or she will be in control of Scorpion, not controller too. So I should remember that when we were talking about which who is who, but I did not. And then they qualify the he or she verbiage by parenthetically, yes, this is the 90s and women may make just as tough commandos as guys. So Konami trying to, to drop some backhanded progressiveness in this game so okay and on page five they have little blurbs for each of the weapon pickups here and i think a really fun one for is for the machine gun it says it gives you rat-a-tat-tat capabilities page six usually something reserved for classified info and nintendo power they actually explain how to initiate the sound select mode on the title screen and it's, you have to hold down A, B, and start at the same time. So it's like a, you know, I mean, it'd be one thing if it's just in the menu, like, sure, whatever, then talk about it. But, like, the fact that it's kind of like this hidden keystroke that's in the menu, it's interesting to me, you know. Uh, and it's the, it says here, here you can choose a new battle tune. <laughs> and page seven, the levels are listed and pictured here, albeit in the form of nearly impossible to parse black and white screenshots. Uh, right. More importantly, though, the verbiage used here is great, as I mentioned, and the heading is Red Falcon's Mass Destruction Zones, for starters, and then the level names go like this. Gates of Fort Firestorm, Fort Firestorm's Warped Mine Command Center, Tropics of Torture, Lair of the Jungle Aliens, Massacre Mountains, Jagger Freud's Fruit of the Doom Defense Line. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? That's so good. Radioactive Lava Fields and then Red Falcon's Poison Palace. What a rush! <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. It's also fucking extreme. <laughs> Just, can you get any more high octane than, than that lineup of name or level names? Love it. Love yeah. it. Page eight and nine is a couple of pages of black and white illustrations of the boss goons you square off with in the game. And you have Alien Sergeant in Skin's Clothing, Babalu Destructoid Mechanism, Crypto Crustacean, Liposuction, Temple of Terror, Jagger Freud Spit Soldier, and Red Falcon. So again, fun enemy names. And we do thankfully have a half page to scroll down our scores on page 11. So that's the manual. How about history, Jeff? Man, so in Japan, this was released as Super Contra, The Alien Strikes Back, which 
to me it sounds like a mashup of like aliens and star wars so like <laughs> Which you one? know is these, no wonder these it came out in North America as a different name, you know? Like, what, all, what is that? All these games have this uh, cinema ripoff shit throughout. You know, we are, I mean, obviously the H.R. Geiger stuff with the aliens in here, so that's no yeah. shortage no shortage of inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny to me that, like, this game was actually released in the arcades back in 1988. You know, not that I was frequenting arcades at that point, really, but there's, it's... To me, this is a. It came out much later in my mind than it did. You know what I mean? Like that's early. You know, I, I find that very surprising. And I, I wonder. First Contra. I wonder what the release date on the first Contra was. Even for NES, like I wonder. I mean, it had to be '88 for sure at the earliest. Uh, but I wonder when the arcade of that would have been dropped. Yeah, it had to be mad early because this is one of the games that like I remember going into my grandmother's house having a Nintendo in the basement, like, way before I ever had one, and being like, oh, yes, they have Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Blaster Master, and then, like, Contra. You know what I mean? Like, that... So it had to be mad early. Okay, nothing doing on the economic analysis front this time around. Apologies to the budding Ben Grahams of tomorrow out there that are yearning for that stuff. Uh, let's get into the fucking playthrough. Freud's Fruit of the Doom defense theme, bringing us into the playthrough of Super C. And the title screen kicks us off, and it is a fairly simple shit going on for a title screen. It's a translucent iteration of Super, comes scrolling in from both sides of the screen before overlapping and locking together in the, me the middle, and the C fades into place right after that. And if you let it ha hang there long enough, a demo will start and both players drop out of the chopper and into stage one there's no music playing in the demo which is kind of lame select one or two guerrilla warrior extraordinaires and they show you your status score screen at absolute zero then it comes to a brief but badass sprite art shot of your chopper above the first stage amid some sunset hued clouds and lightning what's behind me basically and out of that you rappel down on a rope to the pavement outside the gate of fort firestorm and it's go time, brother. Yeah, yeah, it's go time. <laughs> the controls before you get into this baby, uh, it's it's pretty much as basic as basic gets. So like it's like, that's right for the genre though. You know, like that's not a complaint. That's a that's a that's a strong suit, I think. A jumps, oh, yeah. B shoots. You can run right or left. You can shoot in any direction, though you can only manage shooting straight down if you jump up in the air first. And mm -hmm. if you hit down, otherwise you drop to your belly in a firing position or and on incline, so go to a knee, but same deal. And the screen is all action, no HUD. I love that. They, they do display your lives remaining in the form of war medals in the upper left and, and right corners, color-coded to your pants. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's no shirts for your sprite because what kind of 80s or 90s soldier wears a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get ripped anyway, bro. Yeah, yeah, I got abs. I'm not wearing shirts. I understand that. Yeah. I, haven't worn, I haven't worn a shirt since, like, high school, basically, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you think the U.S. military even issued shirts to soldiers in the 80s? Like, that's my question. <laughs> I think they had it when you were learning, but then the more badass you got, like, you went yeah, from yeah, a shirt we, we to, like, the best in the background above me, and then once you got to, like, ultimate badass level, the shirt, you just had nothing. Shirts. Entirely, yeah, shirtless. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> 
That's your, uh, you know, like badass depression. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, uh, there there are certain career tracks in the military where you accumulate the medals and, and the things, your sleeves and all that shit. And then there are tracks in the military for the more badass soldiers where you just slowly lose clothing. <laughs> and, 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 and how naked you are, how close to naked you are signifies to your fellow soldiers and the opposing soldiers how advanced you are in the career track. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> yeah, my nipples are out. Look the fuck out. <laughs> you don't know what kind of spread weapons okay, <laughs> that I'm raining down. So. Yeah, yeah. Yourself. so we this is Gates of Ford Firestorm, as we mentioned a few times already. And they got a burnt, it's kind of like a, a burnt out urban vibe to it. There's lots of dilapidated concrete structures and bare steel girders everywhere. The dramatic heat lightning continues throughout, despite no precipitation. So that's intense. And there's lots of hills in here to deal with. Controls get a little wonky when you're on those for some reason or another, like when you're climbing hills, which I guess is right. It would be harder to climb hills, but it's just it can be a little frustrating, obviously, control-wise. And you have grunts running at you from both sides, as well as dropping down out of elevated huts. And there's an occasional red grunt, which I'll refer to henceforth as Red Rider BB gun guys. <laughs> and, and those tend to be stationary, either above or below, shooting at a continuous pace in the same direction up down at you, uh, or on their belly to at ground level doing the same sometimes, uh, less frequently. And there's also bombs being lobbed out from behind structures by some unseen entity in a few places. And that is kind of it as far as enemies go in this baby. Uh, one of the things I was very quickly reminded of that has, like, it's never sat right with me about mm -hmm. this game relative to the original. And, like, I was almost immediately, oh, yeah, that's it. It's the starting gun and the machine gun are the same fucking thing in this game. Wait, what do you mean? They're not. Yes, they are. In the, in the first game, you had a pea shooter. When you, when yes. you first started the game, it was, like, that little pea shooter with, like, the little... Yeah. The, it's a little single, white dot, just like yeah, a little single pixel, right? You start with what looks like the machine gun from the first game in this one, with the big orange or the larger orange bulbs, and that wouldn't be a big deal to me if there wasn't a machine gun pickup representing machine gun uh, that's indistinguishable from the starting projectiles. They do not change from the starting gun to the machine gun, and I understand that getting the machine gun does give you rapid fire, but they also have the R pickup in here too. And that's the rapid fire thing in the first game. I'm guessing it is here too. And it does not give you rapid fire for the other guns, like the like the spread gun and shit. It does not give you turbo firing. So I was just like, I'm not ex like that's a like a mess of a web of like kind of like one of those boards with a tax on it, you know, trying to figure out like what all that means. Well, <laughs> but I've thought about this redundancy every time I played this game in my life. And it fucking bugs me because I'm ornery. <laughs> well, first of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. I agree on the R. The R it seems to never do anything. Like it says the rapid fire. I'm like, I, I, this seems to change nothing for me. Yeah. However, I will say I dispute your first claim. You start out with your first weapon you start out with is a white pellet. It is just a no, white pellet. Not, not yes, it is. No, I've, I started 100% with a white pellet. Dude, you cannot I, dispute my gameplay. Like, we I played got, together I had a white pellet the whole I time. I am watching the playthrough right now, dude. It's an orange fucking... It's got an orange thing around it. You grabbed the, you grabbed the machine white, gun as soon as you got it. It's a white pellet. It, no, it's a white pellet. 
but it's got an orange thing and looks exactly like it's got a white, like a slightly white center. Dude, the, the machine hold on. gun has a black center. I'm looking at the plate right <laughs> hold now. Hold on, listen to I'm me. Telling you. Listen I'm to me. You. you start with a white pellet. The machine gun yeah, but it's got is an orange, orange, a big round orange pellet that fires I am much faster. Right now. I that you hold, you hold B, and it rapid fires. What do you mean? How are you disputing? I am looking at the playthrough right now. I am looking at the NES playthrough right now. Pull it up, dude. I'm telling you. I am. The, I am looking the, at the it too, and I'm the, telling you what I see. That's exactly the, what I see. Also, what do you center, mean? The center of the of the it's got an orange outside. You're out of your mind. You got it. You must be colorblind or something. Then because. It's it's got the the center of the bullet changes a little bit. It goes from like a, a white hue to a darker black hue, but it does. It's the, it looks the same basically. It, it, Are it, you pulling up our playthrough or any playthrough? Any playthrough? I pull up the NES playthrough. A long play. It's so. a it's a it's a tiny white ball with maybe a very orange outline. Then as soon as you get the M. It, and there's no rapid fire. As soon as you get the end, it turns into a solidified orange pellet. No, which it's the is same rapid exact fire. size. It's the same exact size of a of a of a. Well, it seems very like a different size to me. It's definitely <laughs> a different sprite. It's definitely a different sprite, and it, it the it, the center of it changes from from a white to a black. Okay, uh, but, but but it's it's got an orange <laughs> outline. I'm telling you. I don't you. know how that seems the same to you. I, it seems very different to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know bothered. if your eyes are it is if your eyes are wearing you some glasses today. or what. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, maybe. I don't, oh, it ain't like I said, it's an ornery complaint, but it's something that has bothered me. It's like it's what it's part. Like I think it's part. Like I, I don't know how else to explain. Like I have every time I've played this game. I started up and I'm like, it's just fucking a little off from Contra. You know what I mean? It's just like a little fucking weird to me. And like that is part of it. And I don't, I don't know. What, like it's the super ornery. It seems the exact same to me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. In, in any event, I was immediately reminded by this. <laughs> so that that might be my last complaint, though. If it makes you feel any better. <laughs> uh, if, so if, that is your level, if that is your level of nitpick of this game, then we're. We're good. I think. We're okay. <laughs> I, I, I seriously think it might be the last time I bitch about something. Uh, in any event, uh, I played this level so many fucking times, trying to lay down save states where I didn't catch one in route to the stage completion. And no. by the way, that's how I rolled throughout this. I did not. I did not save state mid stage. I would finish the level and then save state. And until I got through it cleanly, I would just replay it. You know what I mean? So yeah, not completely without a save state aid, but a little bit of a challenge. I wasn't fucking doing it every few fucking steps. Oh, yeah. Similarly, I just kind of blew through, but it's, I, I love this. It, it seems so much more like Contra than I thought it would be. In, in my mind as a kid, this seemed like very hard, and, and we'll get to why that is. But there was definitely the aspect of, oh, yeah, it's Contra. Let's rock, smash and stuff. Let's go, you know, yeah. which is great that we were able to just jump in like that. You didn't need the, the the freaking manual we have it it's great it's contra you know <laughs> yeah it's a, that's how that's how guerrilla warrior extraordinaires roll <laughs> sure let's go I, I just can't believe they cooked up that name for them <laughs> guerrilla warrior extraordinaire is just crazy as fuck that's crazy as fuck three words to put together so so yeah so i was uh, yeah i was playing this first stage dude and i like i eventually decided my advantage was a disadvantage and switch over to the D-pad, and that thing, like so that happened in the very first stage. So, my first time playing with the standard controller, 
somehow resulted in my getting the spread gun for the first time about two two thirds of this level. So I wasn't whatever the hell I was doing, I was somehow missing the spread gun with the fucking advantage too. And this completely changed changed my experience the rest of the way. Like I just fucking I waxed this level immediately with the deep with with having a deep pad to work with. So for yeah. some reason or another, a joystick, at least me anyways, slows you down immensely and makes this game much harder. Yeah, it, it's so, so much about, about it, like that. I, you have to quickly be able to shoot behind you. And if there's like even what however many nanoseconds or frames, it is slower with a joystick or it is slower for a joystick for me anyways. It's fucking it crushes you in this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's death. Yeah, no, you got to keep that spread weapon as much as possible which is 100% my strategy because it's so much more fun that way <laughs> and easier, obviously. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So it's a reasonably easy stroll once you're doing that to the first of many boss battles at the end of the level. And this one is an attack chopper and it's got four guns mounted on the side of it. And the chopper trolls back and forth across the screen above you. There's dickhead grunts that run in from both sides of the screen. And the arena they put you in has this like a recess in the floor that takes up maybe 25% of the screen, and it adds a little bit of difficulty dealing with the grunts and tracking the chopper. And if you are, once you waste all four guns, a target sensor appears in their place and the cargo bay door opens up on the back so more dickhead grunts can kamikaze down onto your head from it. And when you dust off the sensor, the explosions crop up all over the chopper as it slowly crashes down below and out of sight in the background, level one over. And yeah, with like, I got there a few times with that joystick, never having the spread gun uh, each of those times. And yeah, I got a little bit of trouble and I would actually have the cargo bay door open and like, you know, mm -hmm. spend some time on Fighting this. guys. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might even have died uh, a few times, but getting there with the spread gun and having that quicker twitch capability, I just, you can just waste this thing before it, like it basically, like it slowly comes in screen left and then works right. And I think it's either on its work back to the left or Maybe even has to hit screen left before it opens the cargo bay up. But either way, you can waste it pretty much on its first pass over if you have the spread gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just so much fun doing that, like having the spread gun. Yeah, it's game changer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so, I mean, yeah, it's the same way in the first one. It's no surprise at yeah. all, but it, it is just funny at times how like just critical having that is and, and how effective it is on this fucking on this game. It's like so. Dino Riki having the, the fire instead of having <laughs> the, the mallets or yeah. something, the hammers. Critical, critical. You know, running gun. Well, your, your ammunition in a running gun, it makes a lot of sense. That's an important part of it. <laughs> so they have a hot little sound cue they reward you with after you crack each boss's head. And then you were on to Fort Firestorm's Warped Mind Command Center. And this is our first glimpse at the sequel's biggest change from the first game, a top-down format level that replaces the from-behind perspective levels in the first one. And I feel like we've read praise for these relative to their OG Contra counterparts, or OG Contra counterparts, and I personally like the other type way fucking better, dude, way more. Uh, like, I mean, I, you know, I said it in our, in our couch co-op, but these fucking remind me of LGN's X-Men game, and everybody knows uh, if you listen to this podcast at all, how I feel about that game. So that's not something I want to hark back to at any playthrough of anything, you know. So I guess this <laughs> is my, that's, my, that's my second grave. I guess I do have two. Uh, I'm not, not a huge fan of these. Well, I think I, I could see how you would, this how would remind you of X-Men. But the more I thought about it, if you think about this as an homage instead to a game like Commando, 
which is that this kind of exact viewpoint, then I'm like, okay, if you're thinking of it that way, I could see how you would love this because I loved Commando, which was this exact same style. But like, I could throw grenades, you know, which did like that having that as a game changer. But also here, I have a spread weapon, which I didn't have in Commando. So like, if I, if I look at it like that, how do you feel about it relative to those POV things from the first game, though? Uh, I, I mean, I think I, I think I do like these better. I think I do like these better because I, I hated those things in the first game. Like those were just hard in the first game. You know what I, I mean? Like, I, I really I like, love the the you going to your belly and shooting the things rolling out. Like it's just yeah. it. The controls were so much better. Like I, I mean, like you know, I hate I hate like the slow moving. I hated I hated these. I hated I hated those. I mean, you know, it was it was not unplayable, but uh, I I I looked forward to those POV things in the first game, or I do look forward to them. I did not look forward to these. You, you know what I think it is? If losing the ability to jump on this overhead view. If, if, exactly. if the technology was available, like if this was like remastered and that you were able to still do your jump, but multi-directional like you so, can. So, 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 you're, so you're saying maybe 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 scroll the camera back a little bit to give you more uh, of a behind look. Is that kind of what you're describing there? No, <laughs> no, I'm saying leave it as is, but you can actually just like now you can't jump. You can just jump from you know one square to the other square in either direction you yeah. know i mean i didn't even think of that to, to avoid fire that is know. probably a big part of it that i yeah, that is i'm that absolutely because yeah i mean using your jump in this game it's especially because because it's the tight roll thing so it, it literally constricts your sprite and, and essentially makes you harder to hit in a move in a game that is all about avoiding getting hit and yeah you just do not have you completely lose that defense mechanism uh, in those top-down levels, and that is probably, I, I hadn't even thought about it, that's probably what oh, it is. There are times when we were playing together, and I wanted to jump to avoid, a, and I was like, sure, yeah, I hit miles, the The liposuction things yeah. in six, yeah, yeah. Suck, city, suck City, for sure. So yeah. if, if, if I think they could have done that, you know, kind of like, I guess Dino Riki is that way, like the, the, the jump is kind of like that. So if they had added that here, and that would have made the whole difference. That, that was hands down the shittiest part about Donna Ricky too. So hopefully they would have done right. a better job. And I think Konami would have probably. <laughs> but that's really the only difference. Like if I if I think of it otherwise, like a commando homage, those type of games, it's like, okay, I could see where they were going. Like if you have the the spread, great. If you don't, suck city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Anyhow, this is a military compound with some generic kind. It has the same grunts as level one, as well as some stationary tanks that you can cheese the spread fire of quite easily, I would say. It's like they have like the three-pronged attack, and you just have to line yourself up to be between to the right or left of the middle one, and, and they're pretty easy to avoid. And a notable thing about these top-down levels is they have a unique death animation for your guerrilla warrior extraordinaire. He just falls down onto his back and then disappears. <laughs> And, and on the side scrolling levels, you do that somersault before land on your back, you know, so it's it's fun that they, again, paying attention to details, little details, and, and giving you some different shit to look at. Not always effort put forth in an 8-bit NES game. 
And yeah, getting the spread gun here is an even bigger cheat code than usual. I wrote that down as well. And it's laying down turbo fire uh, with it allows you to waste pretty much anything and everything as it's coming under the screen if you have turbo. Yeah, I, I remember getting the the fireball at one point on this level and it definitely does so much damage if you can, you know, line it up. It's good that the ball is, you know, pretty good size, but you still have to do a better job of avoiding fire with that. And then obviously I got the the S after that. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the S now. Yeah, the spread gun, especially in this level, I would say even more so than the seismic ones. It's essentially like a fucking force field. You know, you're just mm -hmm. gonna be just wasting anything in front of you. Yep, deflecting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the boss battle for this is a tank manned by three dudes, all of with all of them have machine guns. They lay down fairly continuous fire with, and the tank itself has a couple of prongs that stick out in front of it, and between them, an electrical charge is always present that will frag your ass. And, like, like, with that sticking out in front of it, its movement pattern is, you know, you'd think it'd be capable of going all the way down to the front of the screen to prevent you from being able to avoid it down there to force you, funnel you to the sides and, like, get, create that variance. But it doesn't. Like, I, I was actually surprised at like i was able to stay alive down there and then i was also surprised by how easy it was to get behind it and just avoid that entirely and like it, it wouldn't go all the way up mm -hmm. to the wall either you know so i mean it's a second level boss whatever but it was uh like this was the first battle frag situation for me i don't know about you oh yeah i i just nuked this thing like no problem, no problem. <laughs> yeah. you can just stand off to the corner of it lay down the s like the, the guys die fairly quickly so then we are on to Tropics of Torture, and this is jungle action. And there is lush greenery all around, a thick tropical tree canopy above, a grassy, mossy covering on the ground. And this is, I would say this is probably the most, like, vibrant, colorful uh, level. I actually intended to switch my, here, I'll do it. Fuck it. I got editing capability. <laughs> do I'll it. Just, I'll just do it right now. So you encounter some wading pools halfway through the stage, and this is your first encounter with water, and the water is up to your waist when walking normally through it. So when you hit down, your sprite disappears beneath the water entirely, and I love that. That's so fun. So helpful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have some new mounted guns here, a machine gun that pop up out, pops up out of the ground and shoots below the knees, and there's also a mortar cannon that fires bursts of fire up into the air that rain down and like maybe 10 to 15 projectiles all over the screen. Yeah, you got to frag those mortars immediately. Like once they get a shot off, not easy to avoid at all. You know? And like that's got yeah, even that's. You know what you're going to say? No, I was just going to say the guns as well that pop up. You got to be quick on your feet like the right. just. Yeah, yeah, get rid of them. Get rid of them stat. Yeah, with the mortar too, it was like, you know, like there's there's only one of them in the stage, so it's just like, it's not like you gotta do this a bunch, but like, I, it's like, it was one thing that like, we even did it on our playthrough, right? <laughs> again, we're like, you, like that, it's it's weird in the way it, it blows up, you have to give it a second to walk through it, like it has, like a little bit of an extra kill radius than most things when they blow up, so I don't know if that was a conscious choice, or it's like a little fucking code glitch or whatever, but you gotta like, kill that thing, and wait a fucking second before you proceed yeah. through it, which is, <laughs> Which is hard to do because it when you're shooting it, it's going to get a shot off. So your 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 goal is to kill it and run out of the area that the shit's raining down. You know, so like you're incentivized to run, but you got to wait. And it's just like a super right. tough thing <laughs> to program yourself to do, especially in a game where you're just trying to fucking go as fast as possible. It's like don't run into the blast radius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So running kamikaze grunts are a little purple here, and I'm guessing that was just a, a color palette thing to differentiate them from the green scenery, but all the, uh, it's a little different, uh, all the same. And there are a heightened number coming from above out of the tree canopies relative to the first stage, I would say. So you gotta, you know, you're pretty much like, I go through the stage just keeping cover fire on the, the trees, you yeah. know, and, and then move down to ground level when something presents itself because the shit comes out of the trees kind of fast, you know. Exactly. Was either guys shooting or guys jumping? Like we got purple ninjas or we got <laughs> yeah, well, snipers. Red, red rider BB gun dudes pop out of the <laughs> And after the water stretch, you cross a fallen log bridge to a paved concrete area where it's boss battle time. And this is the maybe the funniest phrase in the game, if not if not that destructoid or not destructoid, but the fucking Jagger Freud, whatever the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> this is the Babalu Destructoid Mechanism. And yeah, that is just, it may be my favorite boss name ever, to be honest. With wait you. a minute, wait a minute. Babalu Destructoid Mechanism? Babalu Destructoid Mechanism. That's this thing's name. That's That's fun. That is great to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of, what kind of drug were you on when you cooked up that sequence? Of, putting that, that, those, that sequence of words together. So it's basically a big metal spider, and it even has its own music crank. This thing crawls back and forth from screen edge to screen edge, very deliberate and predictable. And two or three times a pass, it will stop and fire three sine wave projectiles in both directions. So one up very high, one at jump height, and then one at standing head level. So you can go to your belly and duck beneath the lowest one, which is clutch. Yep. And you can shoot it at any time, and it's it's like center hub takes the damage, so you want to shoot it there. And the, the tricky part about this is it tracks you all the way to the screen edge, so you can't hide up against it, and you can't jump over it. So it will run into you and kill you if you just run for mm -hmm. it, you know what I mean? So. It, and it took me, like, I did not get this at first at all. You have to basically get ballsy and jump right on top of its center, which in a Contra game, touching a boss, dude, like, you never. Like, that's, no, you can't do that. You die from everything in Contra, right? So, yeah, I, it, it did not occur to me immediately to, to try that as a solution to this, dude. But, uh, I, I immediately jumped on top of it. I stayed yeah. on the corner shooting it and jumping down, and as soon as it came near, I was like, wait, this is the flat top? like thing and i jumped on i was like oh yeah i just boom so you so you remember distinctly it? yep i remember yeah, see, i do I, yep. I had never seen this i had never got this far I uh I, yeah i, I guess i guess that's worth mentioning yeah we are already <laughs> to a place where i never got as a child so look at that plays a new territory <laughs> so yeah so yeah yeah you have to jump on top of it and you know you're essentially just waiting for it to walk back in the other direction and you can jump down and tag it and hop back up on top of the nears. And I felt at least, maybe I was wrong, but I felt you could influence how far it ventures away from the edge of the screen. So if you like hang out on the right side of that, of the middle part of it, it will keep walking to the right. So you can essentially control when it starts moving back. So you, so you can try to get it to the full other side of the screen before you jump off. And, and, yeah. and start tagging it again, you know? So that's that's cool, little puzzle manipulation there. And it's, yeah, again, dude, this game does this a bunch of times and I, in such a great way, but they mix it up on you after the boss battle as the stage does not end. And you realize mm -hmm. it was just a mini boss battle, which is not, you don't get that anywhere else in the game. So it's just like a rant, you know, to, to break format 
it's just it's just a cool choice for a game like this because usually it's just kind of this repetition that's what i hate about shooters and stuff it's like the fact that nothing changes and you're just pushing buttons for every, you know to get to the instead stage. they drop this named mini boss here and yeah. there we go <laughs> it's pretty fun so yeah you are immediately pushed into a sequence where a seismic event of some kind oh, is making the pillars. It, this is tough yeah for sure and so yeah they the like columns of earth like fall out from underneath you and some fall away entirely creating a pit others just sink partially and create like a an incline the a stepped incline you have to work your way up and there are goons running in from both sides the whole time and yeah it really fucking sucks <laughs> uh, I, I would eventually learn to just inch my way through it it's kind of it reminds me a lot of sonic the hedgehog and that like it's this you know, it's the kind of game where you want it, 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 like you're encouraged to just go, 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 go. But it's a moment where you have to put the brakes on and inch your way through it if you want to really be safe. Because you cannot, there's no way of, unless, I mean, if you memorize where each thing is, sure. But if you don't have that memorized, then you got to kind of aggro it and see what it's going to do and then make a decision. You know what I mean? So, and that's obviously stuff to do with enemies coming in all times. So, hands down, the single place where I lost the most lives playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Second to one other player. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, tough for sure. Yep, uh, eventually the screen stops shaking, the earthquake ends, and you are confronted with a real boss battle. And this is a huge sensor machine that comes rising up from the ground, and it has four floating gun sensor combo things that move around in this diamond-shaped track that also has some track jutting out all the way to the edges of the screen, or, or close to anyways. And the, the little guns can slide out into those. And the center is a non-combative master center that you have to frag as well. And you do not need to kill the satellite sensors first. So it's in your best interest to just kill that if, if you can. Um, my most successful tactic was, of course, rolling in with the spread gun and positioning myself just to the right of where the bottom middle sensor stops and just firing yep. straight up, you know, which is kind of the answer to a lot of the boss battles. <laughs> it's all about positioning. It's contra. You got to find the right place to stand, especially, especially if you have the spread weapon. Yeah. So you can get get the maximum damage and not get hit, or or you can just easily just adjust back and forth, you know. So then it is on to the lair of the <laughs> the next stage, and you are in a subterranean subterranean tunnel here, and it constricts the free space in the environment where there are not bullets, i.e., places to jump and die and not die considerably, and that is complicating, of course, you know. The color palette is a lot of green metal and blue background electronics going on. And there are lots of red and green grunts in here, as well as ceiling mounted bubble blowers that you have to basically dump on at all times if you want to make it under them without getting fragged. They're in the ceiling and they're just like spewing bubbles out that keep floating around. So if you have any of those floating around, it obviously yeah. makes it super tough because the dudes are running in at all times from both sides, you know? Yeah. And then at the end of the tunnel, they introduce a pretty cool new environmental hazard, a collapsing ceiling of bombs, and it doesn't start falling when you run under it. You have to shoot it to make it start falling. And the aliens kindly built a series of platforms for them to land on that you can safely hide beneath. <laughs> so it's not, <laughs> not particularly threatening of a trap, but cool nonetheless. So that was nice. And it also doubles as a gate to start ascending a shaft heading up out of the lair. And there are tons of mounted guns in here. There's the circle ones, which we've seen, that can shoot in all directions. And there's also ones attached to horizontal tracks that slide from side to side, and those are kind of biatches, uh, a little bit tough to get through. And there are doors with winged dudes running out of them in groups of three. 
thankfully they're they're just kamikaze attackers with no gunfire and they're also little uh, little red and blue globules that i immediately recognized from oh, contra wow. one you know uh yeah. which i had to look up exactly where they're in but uh, it's the stage four boss in, in the original contra the phantom image core which i did not realize that the original contra also had crazy ass cool names and, and, and uh you know it's just i don't know it's such a good job Heck so yeah. it's the second pov stage actually of, of contra one so yeah so that's that's a pretty it's a tough ass sequence that this one took me a while to get through too this the, the ascent part and even in our couch co-op we had trouble there like this is a tough stage it's funny it in our, our couch co-op we had much more trouble in my in my solo play like i flew through this one um really yeah like it is because of the auto with the spread stuff. weapon you don't have to worry about somebody else's like movement you know right. that's the that yeah. was the, the auto scrolling aspect of it is where anytime you have auto scrolling in a two-player game you're then considered you're you have to take into consideration the other players fucking positioning and making sure mm -hmm. you're not fucking flipping them off the bottom of the screen and we certainly we did this and the the um, Massacre Mountain or whatever, we had that same problem where we had some deaths that were just literally a result of one player going and the other <laughs> going. So. And it moving more than you would expect it to have right. moved. And it's like, wait a minute, how did that, hold on, you know? Yeah. Which is, you know, that's that's just, that's par for the course on this era of gaming, you know, for, for couch co-op, same screen stuff. So, can't really complain about it, but it, 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 it would have been, it, like if a game would have figured that out, you know what I mean, in some way, that would we'd be we'd have, we would have oh my god holy shit that's good you know what i mean so it's uh i don't I, I it's not like i have a solution or what the solution could have been but it would have been, if someone could have figured it out that would have been really cool so you survive all that and reach the top and it is boss battle time again and this is just a big laser gun with a ton of barrels side by side hanging above you and it moves side to side and you have to take out the barrels one by one or maybe a few at a time if you have the spread gun and it will move all the way to the edge of the screen, even clipping off part of the mount where no laser barrels remain. So it leaves you nowhere to stand. That isn't getting held by rain down on top of it. And it's detection of guns remaining sensor. Could use some calibration though, I would say, because I was trying to say this during, I don't even know how to communicate exactly. I was trying to explain it in our co-op, co but like it would only, like if, if you could blow up one of the guns just as it was coming to the edge of the screen mm -hmm. it would kind of i guess act as if that was still there and essentially give you space to stand under you know what i mean so like at least that's how i found it to be and that's how i survived this is if, as long as you were blowing up one as it was coming towards the edge of the screen it would act like that wasn't blown up and only move that part of the gun to the edge of the screen so you can still you know stay alive basically I thought it would move out of the screen. Like, I thought I tried that, and that's why I died in our two-player. I'm like, wait, what? Because I, I played a completely different way. I just, like, moved to one side of the screen, spray, 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 then ran to the other side when it was coming back and just stood on that side until things started dying, you know, just kind of transitioned back and forth. That probably is a more reliable way to do it, but... <laughs> I didn't feel like... It was such a... It was like a you know, it would it would like clip right through. I mean, I guess there was a moment where before it started to cycle back to the other way that you can maybe get underneath, but it was a pretty rapid fire, and yeah, I just didn't trust fucking timing that out. So I was like trying to find other solutions. So you move from there to Masker Mountains that we just talked about, and the Konami Game Wizards continue the effort to keep shit fresh in their Contra games here, as this stage is a vertical climb, 
and it's very reminiscent of the vertical mountain stage in the first game, uh, first edition, stage three, and its color palette, just kind of the way it works. And all the platforms are inclines, though, in this case, so that's much more challenging to traverse, of course. And there's lots of the usual kamikaze grunts and Red Rider BB gun guys throughout this, as well as gun turrets that pop out of wells and the sides of the mountains that sometimes double as power-up sources. And we also get one new enemy here where they take the Red Rider BB gun homies and they've been issued jetpacks. <laughs> and they, they, they buzz around on those, you know, they usually fly up the sides of the screens. And flying enemies are always a pain, and these do not deviate from that norm, I would say. And then later in the stage, we get the expected mountain rock avalanche because no video game mountain range isn't under the kind of constant sedimentary erosion that normally takes millions of years for the earth to manage. <laughs> oh my gosh, I died a few times here, like just trying to just rush through it. And I was like, wait a minute, I got to kind of like you said before, I got to hold back for a second, wait for this to develop, shoot it and then go. Yeah. yeah. Or you can even just let them roll by. But either way, yeah, you can right. just <laughs> they drop down pretty randomly. I like the Leroy Jenkins it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is your final mountain trial, though, as the game then transitions to a valley that has been carved out of the mountain that you can descend into via the rooftops, rooftops of military installation that's been built into it. And the kamikaze grunts spill out of it incessantly, mostly from doorways that you have your back to. And there's a few hidden gun turrets that pop out of the ground on your way to the boss battle. And the boss battle here is Crypto Crustacean. Actually, he's picture in the manual, and that's a, a great fucking name as well, uh, and an even cooler looking sprite, I would say. It's shaped like a turtle shell, but the shell casing is made up of human skulls. It's very, very wicked. <laughs> and there are two hinged doors on each side, one of which, or out of which, rather, it chucks these chattering skull sprites, and those drop down and then uh, move along the, the bottom of the screen. And then it also has three boards on a, three ports on its underbelly that periodically release these homing spore looking things. And you can shoot all that shit and it only takes a shot or two to take them out, but the screen, the screen still gets pretty damn busy here, you know? Um, and then all the, lastly, the prick will, will, and I don't even know how to avoid this really. It's just kind of like an auto death, but the prick will, will dip all the way to the ground and crush you, you know, at times. Yeah. So. I mean, like, I, how do you get out of the way unless you run to the side and you're just, yeah, it's yeah. just tough. And, yeah, I don't even know if it's speed-wise possible. And then you also obviously have the things that are murking up the, the ground to, that you'd have to avoid in doing that. So, yeah, that very, very tough to avoid those deaths there. <laughs> but it also has a flashing sensor, center mass, and that is what you're trying to end it via. It took me, I don't know, maybe three or four whacks at this dude to, to take him down. I couldn't find any cheesing tactic with him, so it was just kind of like you have to brute force your way through it, you know, have, have enough lives and brute force your way through it. Surprisingly enough, on this one, I, I stood in the right spot with the spread and killed it on the first try. But I was very active. Like, I did not, I was not standing there, like, in a special spot. It was more like, I'm standing here spraying the stuff that's escaping my spray, so I got to adjust the spray each time and avoid you know, the bombs, and I just, I got through it, but I I took it down on the first try. I use, and this is a, for a lot of the bosses, I would do this. I would, like, actually stay very stationary, <laughs> and because if you stay stationary, everything, because it's coming from both sides, and the things will home on you, what's the word? It will home on you uh, at the same time, basically, like, uh, in a synchronized fashion. So you can just, if you just jump straight up, one, you can keep firing the whole time. You don't have to stop right. firing because you're jumping straight up and you're right, you know, you're trying to stay underneath the, the sensor. But if you just jump up, the things will just pass underneath you at the same time, you know. 
Uh, and I would do that a lot for, for a lot of the bosses, and that, that kind of worked for me here. Mm. But that does not change the fucker coming down on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you do send that fucker crashing down, your boy heads right into an opening in a purple biomass that does not look promising for the fun factor to be had inside. Oh, yeah. After these messages. That looks like we'll be right back. <laughs> Plus six free strategy guides on a hot new game. That's twice the power for still 15 bucks. Wow, call now. That is a 1990 Nintendo Power commercial imploring us to get the power. Everything will be extreme. Everything will explode. Everything will be wow. Because <laughs> that's how we fucking rolled in 1990. You better recognize. Subscribe, <laughs> Subscribe now. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Fucking nineteen ninety, everything is fucking ah! <laughs> high octane, bro. Let's go. It's rad. Oh, right, right. And that uh, we are now rolling into Jagger Freud's Fruit of the Doom defense line here in the game. And was it stage six, five, six. five, six? No, stage six, and easily the hardest stage in my opinion. Like yeah. the freaking worst. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, yeah, because this is a top-down joint, and as the entrance suggested, it has a living organism vibe to the floor and the walls. And the first stretch is populated with these blue spider deals with a projectile, they'll fire you. And there's enough of them where you have to keep your head on a swivel, I would say, to stay alive. And they try to constrict the space to funnel them at you more easily at times. And then the after you pass that part, the level opens up into what I'd equate to a desert kind of sandy looking area, even though it's inside mm -hmm. of an alien body. <laughs> and these large mouse sprites appear randomly over the screen as you're trucking through there. Spiders resist as well. The mouths are pictured in the killer alien section of the manual, and they are named liposuction. So L-I-P hyphen capital O hyphen suction. And that's, <laughs> that's just such, again, an early 90s video game fucking thing, you know, I think. Right. And yeah, that part was hard as hell, uh, particularly when we were couch co-op and that was a very, very difficult stretch, you know? And I, and I don't know why it was easier. I guess they're probably aggroed by how far the person is on the screen. And when you're alone, you can kind of control that, obviously. You know what I mean? Uh, but when you have someone else playing, that shit can be cued by when, you know, it's just, I think it's, it made it really tough. Yeah, it, it, it added to the complexity for sure. Like it was not easy solo at all like I, I i wrote down in my notes mad hard love <laughs> like it was not easy but yeah even two player even on the next part after this where things the guys start swirling around you yep. like uh, when i had my spread weapon i could easily destroy it and it was a non-issue but like Thank losing you. that and it's like all of a sudden, everything just falls apart there. It becomes a completely different <laughs> mechanic altogether. Totally, totally ill-equipped to, to combat this environment. Uh, yeah, right? they, also, I was trying to say in the Costco, too, like, you didn't even need, like, you didn't even need to kill those things to circle around you. You could just get, if you just walked, they would perfectly circle you. They did not, they did not actually swarm onto you. So you could just walk with them surrounding you, and as long as you didn't move to the side or anything, 
they were they were not a threat. You know what I mean? So that's what I was trying to say to do, but it was easier said than done because obviously bunch of shit's going on also. And you, then you, you for it to work, you would have to both of you sync perfectly into walking. You know what I mean? And impossible basically. <laughs> so, Get me out of this part. Advance as quick as possible. Yeah. So yeah, in so many places, obviously, just having double the gunfire was a bonus. But yeah, there are certainly parts where the, the two player thing hurt you as well. So I mean, that's interesting strategical aspect of the couch call part of this game and yeah so yeah yeah uh the floor becomes a deep royal blue and there's these holes you go into this kind of tunnel hallway area where these uh, these spiky globule sprites come out of and they they're, they're fast and frequent enough where you can't just outrun them so you have to engage to clear and proceed you know and again having the spread gun here is pretty fucking critical so you transition out of that tunnel and the floor turns red and you run into a membrane of some sort that you have to blow the smithereens out of the pass through and that takes you into the boss battle arena and it is a the boss here is kind of a, one of those big stationary you know almost like it's almost like a machine but it's it's biological in this case and it's a row of five conjoined alien heads attached to each other kind of like siamese twin style with a big ass mouth full of teeth that fire bullets out of you and they open so you have that at the top of the screen, and then you also have it was what what's behind me right now, basically. You you have uh, the two tubes at the side of the screen, and in in this first half of the battle, the the shit just comes spatting out of it like the spiked globules that we saw earlier, you know. And then you essentially need to blow the mouths up, and like while they're open, so. You know, the, this game does this a lot where, like, you you have to, like, the, the time it is vulnerable is the time it is also attacking. So mm-hmm. you have to, it, it, it restricts the amount of time you have and the strategy you have to use to get fire down onto it or into it while it's attacking you. you know, and you're still avoiding the bullets, you know what I mean? So wee bit tricky, wee bit tricky. I was able to dance my way through the crossfire for a first time frag in this case. And after that, it explodes. The boss music drops out. And then a huge dark tunnel entrance takes the place of the heads. And did this get you here? No, I was I was like waiting. Like I didn't know it was going to change, but it seemed way too easy because I nuked it in like four seconds. So I was like, uh, I was like, is that all? So I just kind of sat there for a second, and I was like, okay, there, there's more. <laughs> it, it totally fucking got me here. I was standing there after I died, just waiting eagerly for the catchy area cleared music to go. And uh, for like, it was a longer than reasonable amount of time before mm-hmm. I was like, before I like was like, wait a minute, something's about to happen. <laughs> I did. I did have spider tingly senses, like at the last moment before something happened. But yeah, they, they basically pull the rug out from under you here. And then uh, the floor starts rattling a different boss cube battle Q rips in, so you get two different types of music here, which is cool. And then a single huge ass head drops down in front of that tunnel that you're standing at, and that's the head that's behind me right now. So that that thing right there, which is I, this is probably my favorite looking boss, I would say. Nice. And yeah, so you now you have this, you have a thing with one mouth, which is a little easier to manage on the projectile front, uh, and then a huge ass like a flying snake comes coasting out of the tunnel and then circles around you uh the lower half of the screen and then goes back into the next tunnel and comes out of both sides so this uh this is another instance where it's kind of the same idea as i was talking about earlier where if you just stay super still and get in the right place 
the snake goes in the same track if you're standing in the dead center of the, of the middle or, or close to just offset or actually no you can stay in the dead center because you can the projectile that comes out of the mouth that the, the head this time you can kill so you couldn't shoot the bullets on the first version of it but this one if you if you're laying down fire on its mouth at all times you'll blow up the projectile that comes out of it so you don't have to move you know what i mean so again if you have the spread gun here it's even easier but you can basically just stand that in the perfect center mass on the screen and just keep firing and if you're in the right place vertically that thing will just snake around you and you can literally just shoot till it dies i think i just naturally like the move like i i definitely focused on this the snake thing first and killed it and then just killed the mouth like it was easy i think i just like to move around i, I, think that's <laughs> I, I like to move and avoid i expect stuff to be coming at me kind of like doom style like all right what i'm avoiding the fire i'm gonna keep laying down fire i right, still not a hard boss great sprites Cool looking, but yeah. took it down first try. I, I am an efficiency driven driven human being, so I am <laughs> the path of least resistance to accomplish this task. I, I think because of that, I like because of, I'm that way at work. I kind of just let loose in gaming, like like I said before, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Let's go, you know. <laughs> so we move out of there to the radioactive lava fields, and this doesn't look anything like a radioactive lava field to me. <laughs> Oh, it looks like bubbles and or underground freaking yeah like underground terraforma type stuff uh, well I, yeah I, I equated it to maybe this part of just knowing the fucking contra lore but i i, I equated it to being inside of a massive alien being <laughs> oh, <for laughs> uh, sure 100 percent could be that yeah. yeah which i guess does not preclude it from being reactive and filled with lava technically but it doesn't look like lava in any event, they continue to try to mix it up on you, game format-wise, by making you jump down a hole and do a descent here. And like we mentioned in the co-op, like that, like spend a moment, like, what do I do here? <laughs> like, do I go down? Or are you sure? I'm not gonna right. die and lose my spread weapon. Right exactly right. Yeah, am I gonna might get penalized here for just not knowing how to interact with you? So you're heading down a lot of declines with kamikaze grunts, and they're skinned a coolest so far red you this time. And these purple erect blobs, I liken to the purple tentacle in Maniac Mansion, uh, which we still haven't got to for you yet, but I look forward to, to exposing you to. And those fire projectiles in a lob trajectory, that can be problematic if you don't kill them before they wobble close to you. So you basically, like, with these, you're kind of just trying to get to their level where you can crouch down and shoot them before they get close enough for the bullets to hit you. And then you have the, the complication of the grunts coming at you from behind while you do that. And the grunts, too, it's worth mentioning the grunts have scythes in place of their arms and hands that compile like they're again just the coolest version of these sprites mm -hmm. i think and that's pretty fun so yeah this is actually where i noticed for the first time that your crouch became a or your your go to a belly thing becomes a knee and that's like a very aggro rambo type <laughs> i don't know if it happened i don't know if it was like that before but here yes yeah specifically yeah so after the declines, you hit a sequence where you have to shoot your way through the floor, which is made up of a green organic matter that it reminded me a lot of life force, like the stuff you have to shoot through in life force, you know, the, the thing like alien the eggs to me, right. like, you know, yep. busted through the hive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, yeah. Uh, so I was shocked that they did not throw enemies at you in this area. So it's really just busy work. You're just right. Yeah, I was surprised, too. Yeah, like there's a couple at the at the very beginning, and then after that, you're kind of just left alone until you get through it. 
which is surprising. I mean, I guess because you would have no movement. And again, we talked about having movement in this game is critical to staying alive. You're just trying to avoid the part of the screen that doesn't have fire. (laughs) (laughs) So much of this game is about. So yeah, it was only a matter of time, but the Konami team finally goes full HR Geiger after that. And we get a large stationary Xenomorph alien egg where what bursts out of them is without a doubt face huggers. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's, it's like no uh, no effort to differentiate itself from from that uh, those creatures, you know. Yeah. I mean it that I mean what what did we say the the name of this game initially was? Freaking alien strikes back, right. you know, like come on. <laughs> yeah. Don't know that. Well, that's why that's exactly why they changed it to the U.S. because shit's a little a little tougher here. <laughs> you cannot be that on the nose, people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I could make some level of effort. So you, the the area after that part, where you have to shoot your way through. You pretty much there's a spread gun pickup that flies up just after you drop out, and you just have to get that uh, because. Gee. Yeah, you're you're you know you're dropping down these platforms with those facehugger eggs, and they just, I mean, we eventually did, and I guess, uh, so I guess it's possible. When I was playing first player, I did not perceive it as 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 realistic to drop down and shoot those things before you would die. So in my mind, I I used the spread gun to slowly like i would do the like you know because you don't you have very little head clearance room above your sprite so i'm doing these little mini jumps and just trying Sorry. to get a trying to get a spread projectile to go down there and hit it, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. before uh um, before too. i would jump down at all yeah and like i mean honestly there were a couple times where it was kind of like a glitch where like you could see just the part of it and it wasn't you know it wasn't shooting things out yet and when like I would shoot it and it would die, but it wouldn't even disappear. It wouldn't do the blow up animation. It wouldn't die, but it was gone when I would drop down, you know? So like, I was like, I was, I was clearly trying to do something the developers did not expect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely had more problems with this. I mean, I died on the two player, but not like first player. I just kind of dropped down and spread weaponed it quickly before or i think i think at one point i grabbed i got the the flame but still like that's so powerful it really wasn't a problem i dropped down was able to kill it before and you know yeah, yeah those things thing. those things are only the face huggers are only like a one hit death thing they're, they're not you don't have to get a bunch of but they're quick so if, yeah. if they catch you slipping yeah. then they caught you you know <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. percent uh so yeah so i was able to breeze through those once i had the spread gun without too much again because my hyper fucking uh (laughs) slow way of going through it but you reach the bottom after a you have to you finish that and you have to do this long which is another instance of like super meaningless thing when you're playing the one player but when you're playing two player that long drop can kill you can kill the other player if they're they're not you know so we we had to like time we were like okay one two three go you know (laughs) which is (laughs) you know it's kind of like you probably would do that if you were two soldiers hanging out together. You're gonna jump together off your little fucking thing to do your yeah. jump down. So whatever. But you get out of that, you drop down to the boss battle, and the boss battle here is the Temple of Terror. That is also in, in the alien section, uh, mm-hmm. picture section of the manuals, the, the sketches. And it is also critical to have the spread gun for this battle, or it would be a biatch. Uh, with it, you can just stand right in the middle and waste everything. And this is yeah, this was this instance where I was literally just standing right in the middle, just slightly offset. I think. And just jumping up, jumping whenever. up. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I mean, the things come 
fast enough where it's not easy to do that, but it is possible. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's it's very reminiscent to a contraboss, like in in the movements, like one of those. Yep. Bigger yep. structures. Yep, the ones, the one with the alien, down. the one with the alien arms. That's the, yep. the, the, the uh, it's like an orangish brownish hue. You know, I think that might be the one that's at the top of the mountain actually in the first game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I managed that all right in the first time fragged it. So. Uh, yep. Same. Moving on to Red Falcon's Poison Palace, and just another stage uh-huh. naming for the ages there. That's great. The color palette in here is more of the purple and green vibe with the floor and ceiling being comprised of skulls and alien exoskeleton tidbits. The music is very eerie in here. And there's some liposuction mouths woven into the fabric of the ceilings, floors, platforms throughout the first half of the stage. And they spit out a slow-moving homing projectile. It's actually the same things, I think, that come out of the crypto crustacean belly. You know, those orange kind of starburst things. And the grunts in here are even more xenomorphy. And while that is probably an intentional plagiarizing of Geiger shit, it is very cool to me that they are clearly a more developed version of the grunts in the last stage. So, you know what I mean? It's like, these are like the mm-hmm. full-fledged, full, what do you call that? Uh, what the fuck do they? It's like a Tropic Thunder reference. <laughs> <laughs> these are grown aliens right now. You're not you're not messing with the little the baby eggs now. Right, like exactly. it's it's like an environment change. Like when I walked into this level, because of the colors and the vibe, it immediately felt to me like, oh man, this is last stage contra. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the belly of the beast. Let's go, aliens. Let's rock. You know. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, the music change is, is is a big one here. So yeah, they. Yeah. Storytelling without saying it, it's everything to me. Uh, and I love that, both with the, those sprites, how the, the things are getting better, the music, all that. It's fucking great. It's done very well. And you work your way through the opening sequence. You do an ascent up some inclines with the same grunt liposuction obstacles, plus some, and these, we, we talked about these, uh, how easy these can catch you uh, when we're doing the couch co-op, but the organic gun turrets that pop up out of the floor, right? Oh, yeah, those are, they come up super fast and they have fire on top of you immediately. So when you ascent, you almost have to, like there's, I, I almost want to say, I think I might have got lucky on the very first one, but even knowing that in future runs through the stage, like those would catch me quite often because they're just, they, oh, come, yeah. up, they come up so fast <laughs> and they are firing on you so fast, you know. They catch you slipping quickly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. These are, these are also pictured in the sketches. They're Jagger Freud spit soldiers and they are pretty dope looking, I would say. They, um, um, they try to dupe you at the top of that ascent too. You enter a long stretch of inactivity with really high ceilings that totally has the feeling of like, I'm entering a boss battle arena, you know, and then nope, rug out from under you. Uh, womp womp, the ceiling drops down just to like a pixel or two above your head, you know, and this is the start of what I, you said, I, I forget what you said now was the tough, oh, level six. To me, this was the toughest this, leg of the game. This was, that's what I said, that was second to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. This, yep. this is yeah. Yes. So the ceiling is essentially raising back up and then dropping down to that same height throughout this whole stretch. And it, like it leaves you, I mean, legitimately zero wiggle room above you. So you have this whole time you have grunts as you work through this area. The grunts are coming at you from both sides. Uh, and they're just, you know, they're jumping over the pits, which are the bunch of those. So you have to jump pits, even though you sometimes don't have uh, headroom, you know. And um, there's also they. Uh, like as you're like you get to those pit areas and like even in the, they 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 materialize in the rock and then can move through the rock 
down on top of you. So you can't if these these is in rows of six, you know, and they would fucking they these, these they're just whatever fucking gelatinous fucking things, and they they float down towards you, and you have to shoot them to be able to jump even at the ceiling raises. But you know the things coming from both sides. It's just super fucking tough. Very very difficult to to work your way through here for sure. You know. You know what? It, it's funny. I felt the exact same way. Even having their spread weapon because of the enemies that would come from the sides, I would miss like the things coming down at me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. and I would always be like, I hope I get it. I think I might have even lost my weapon at one point coming into that. And I was like, well, let me just see if I can get through it. And I, clearly that was way tougher. <laughs> you know? I, and, that, and yeah, I, I think they, I think the developers threw you a little bit of mechanics. But I, like, I think, I think, you know, look, as hard as it is, it's like a, I don't know. It's a nod to how difficult it is, I guess, because I noticed. So, you know, the, when the ceiling will drop down and you'll you'll have like a pit in front of you, like I said, and, you know, you're you're constantly trying to proceed because those things, those things will come if you just hang out there. So I noticed that if you try to jump across a pit with the ceiling all the way down, your sprite in his little roll formation will kind of stick to the ceiling for a beat. Did you notice this? For a beat, yeah. So, so like, like it would, yeah. I mean, you know, it was super quick. It was not like a long yeah. time or anything, but it was definitely longer. Like you were, you were, you were definitely not just bouncing off the ceiling and coming down. So it was, it was almost like just a mechanics bone they threw you, you know, to like you can still. Otherwise, you just would not be able to make it over the pits. I don't think. Um, you know what I mean? Even the small yeah. ones. So, yeah. yeah, it happened to me a couple of times uh, on my boss battle stream and in, in both instances you see like you can tell on the fucking video i'm like oh shit i'm so surprised and thankful yeah yeah this was yeah it was yeah. very very difficult i died on my first time on my stream run i lost my spread gun and i was super heartbroken it would uh, probably die four or five times before the ceiling stopped coming down and then things settled down to just a platforming with the grunts grunts coming at you you know so Oh, yeah, this man. is a very, very difficult stretch. So I had, yeah, am I like, so yeah, I, I streamed my 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 run of this this stage, and I had one life heading into the home stretch after that. You know what I mean? So Ooh, high yeah. high fucking drama for me. And <laughs> so yeah, so you come out of there and you go down a short step by step ascent into a dead end, and the back wall slowly crumbles down. And then rocks start flying up from the floor as something comes jutting up out of it. And I was running around. I just talked about this in my our couch call. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And the rocks flying up from the floor actually killed me. So it took my last remaining life on just some, oh. dumb, sh on some dumb shit, you know. And then even knowing that, it still happened to me again in the couch co-op, which is fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So now, yeah, I was rolling into this battle with no safety net. That's how I rolled into the final boss battle. Uh uh, I have no idea what to call this massive abomination, but it so yeah, it comes up all the way up, and it's like it's basically a whole screen tall thing. And it takes up maybe a third of the 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 screen to the right hand side, up against the, the edge, and it's like it's a human face. It's a woman, I would say, just by the the look of it, with a crustacean looking alien kind of like wrapped around it. It's it's very very badass. Like it's a really really well done boss fight for sure. Certainly cooler than. I mean, you know, the heart in the first game was cool because of just the narrative meaning of it. You know what I mean? Like that you're you're you worked your way through this alien creature, and now you're at the heart, and you're gonna blow its heart up. So it was a cool idea, but as far as like how it looked, like this is way cooler, you know, than, than the first first games. Um, so yeah, it's got a it's, it has a horn curving down out of it and upward, 
at the bottom, out of which it, it shoots these spike, spike projectiles that fly up into the air and then slowly rain down onto the whole area that you can stand in. And these are like randomly placed and I would say pretty easily dispatched by firing straight up above you so you, you can shoot yourself a, a safe space, you know what I mean? And then the eye also fires a stream of red but otherwise identical projectile sprites directly at your dude. So that's kind of the setup for this. How did your, how did your boss battle go? So I beat this in two tries. Like I just kind of jumped in and like died first. No, just kind of doing some cowboy stuff first. <laughs> but the, the second time, like I just kind of stayed at the back, kind of like I did in our, our, our couch co-op and just kept jumping and spraying, just jumping and spraying. And then I took it down. Um, it so was jumping e and spray spraying at like a 90 degree angle in four. Yeah. jump like just jumping up and spraying forward like yeah. you know what i mean trying to just like just out of the range of sure. those things coming at me and it's funny because I, i'm watching a playthrough this person's using the fireball and they hit it with like nine or ten fireballs and it was done like they just went the up to the front of it yeah. and stood sure. up there i'm like wow the like the spread is so much more defensive and helpful but it feels like in multiple occasions I've seen, and even when I picked up the fireball, I'm like, this thing's really powerful. Well, I mean, that's, you know, these, the, you know, especially you're watching like a playthrough speedrunner type. I mean, that's going to be someone who has a game essentially memorized. And the thing, you don't need to worry about defense if you have the game memorized. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the fireball, the thing that's going to kill everything the fastest is without a doubt the preferential weapon in that case, if you know where to check out. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a different... Uh, Different, different approach in, in that context. Either way, I think the the lead up here to the final confrontation was the hardest thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like getting through that freaking part. Sure, that's yeah, much that's, harder that's a lot. Than that's a lot like the first game too. I think you know, yeah. like and, and yeah, I'm gonna get to a point here too. But uh, the the effort towards overlap or similarity, I think, was a very deliberate one. But yeah, it, yeah, it took me a minute or more of evading these and and just kind of peppering the woman's face and the lower horn area before I even realized I wasn't getting the damage sound cue. If you don't hear that, which you hear, it was, you know, it's a subconscious thing because it's so frequent, but if you don't hear that, you're not doing damage or anything. So like it eventually clicked on me or dawned on me that that, that was happening. So then I tried to get an angle on the eye on the top of the creature, which opens and closes. And so that's like its hit sensor. And that is when it hit me. And this is the exact same attack formula as the original Contra final boss. So you can safely run into the sprite without dying. And that's another instance, you know, like we talked about the, the Babalu destructive mechanism, you jump on top, like usually you come anywhere near a boss, you're dying in Contra, but in both the first game that's and it. this one, yeah, you can literally, you can jump on, you can even, I think you can even jump on and like put yourself on the feet of it, you know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you are, I think you're below where the, the, the stuff comes out of it, the, the, the downward, the, the thing comes yeah. out of its eye. So you can continuously fire at a 45 degree angle and it hits this one right in the eye, you know what I mean? So yeah, I have to interpret that as an intentional and another one of the many homages to the first game in, in this one. And, you know, this is before video game nostalgia was cool, you know what I mean? So that kind of thing here is actually a somewhat original idea i think yeah. and that that is pretty fucking cool and, and i really commend them for that so yep once i had that figured out this thing is totally cake and i ended up dusting it off without even dying a single time and i avoided nice. that, that dreaded game over stream so i walked in here in as pressured of a situation as i could have possibly been in and found a way to, to finish it off 
which was pretty fucking satisfying to say the least. So when you finish it off, explosions pop up all over it and it sinks back into the ground and then you get a slick and satisfying music ditty. And the screen dips to black. So the end credits are a hot ass cinematic uh, fading in from black uh, in which we see from behind a chopper. Jay, might as well drop it on us. Into the chopper! <laughs> uh, hovering in place, looking at the sun, uh, sunset behind it's like behind a mountain range, and it's kind of that same orange and purple-hued sky-looking deal that's in the beginning of the game. And yeah, these clouds flow by, and you know Konami isn't going to pass on an opportunity for a lit-ass music track accompanying a lit cinematic, and we get that here too. And that is where there are the end credits. Now, whatever the final boss battle was, it definitely was not the thing pictured in the instruction manual and labeled as Red Falcon level eight, which is who I thought the orchestrator of this diabolical scheme was. And for that reason, I was kind of like, I don't know, it was, it's almost like Metal Gear where it's like, I don't know, what's up with that? Like what, you never see the Red Falcon, you never fight it. That's supposed to be the final boss. What the fuck? You know what I mean? So I don't know, my point is that this kind of caught me by surprise. Like I like when it cut to end credits, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of Red Falcon just quit and run away. Like, like I like guess, he, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of the story. I guess, yeah. They're, you know, that's what it is. That, that's the answer. And I didn't even think of that. That's you don't. Yeah, you don't see him. I guess you don't. Whatever that thing is, you never see that in the first game either. So I guess in both cases, the idea that he's escaping to a lot for the sequel. You know, so I guess that's the answer. But I, it caught me by surprise. So. Yeah, game over, Gorilla Warrior Extraordinaire. You saved the world yet again. And the credits roll beneath the scene described above. A whopping four people, dude. That's who made this game. Four fucking people. Uh, there's a programmer, a graphic designer, a sound designer, and a director. And they also give special thanks to one person and the Super C team. And so those, those roll by. The song winds down as the Konami logo scrolls up and stops, leaving the animation above running in perpetuity. There is, uh, or rather, that is a proper hopeful cinematic ending, ending with no cut to the title screen, and that's the best kind, I think. So, love it. Yep, Konami kicking ass. Uh, really, um, I don't know. It's fucking really well done. Really, real, uh, really great storytelling. Really, really good. You know, the right amount of cool cinematic stuff without slowing a game down that needs to really, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, really fucking well done. On weapons, good mechanics. I mean, just yeah, replayability. Like I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just jump into another uh, Super C run. Maybe I'll just kind of. Yeah. No, it, warrants, it warrants it warrants <laughs> the slip playing list for sure, to say the least. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 also did, as you might expect, a two-player co-op uh, run of this bitch, couch co-op, and the video for that is up in the show notes. It's on all the socials already. But as you might expect, co-oping Contra is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, we already mentioned about it, or mentioned it rather, but the top-down second stage six is a real beast. Uh, the because of the, the two-player quirks, you know, the alien base and, and mountain ascent levels are as well because of the flipping off the bottom of the screen um and again the enemies don't scale up so it is easier the rest of the time because you can lay down the, the you know essentially double the fire hashtag math <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that said we still could not beat this fucker we had to dig up game genie codes for our run we ran on continues in stage seven uh, I, I think i want to say it was two did we get two continues is that what it was 
Yeah, I think it was. And we were yeah. just like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah, we punched in and, and we did do, I guess we should say that too. We did, we looked up the 10 life codes. So we, we were able to go through the game with 10 lives, not 30, unfortunately, like the Japanese version, but whatever. A little boost to the, I can't imagine beating this game with three. Just like you can't imagine beating the first game with three unless you're a fucking professional, but. Right? Like, who does that? Like, we all, all played with 30 lives on the first game. So just slip <laughs> that people before you judge us for not beating it without the code. <laughs> so, yeah, so we punched in. We found the, the codes for Unlimited Continues, Stage sec, stage Select Level 7, and then 9 Lives to start, which it's weird to me. I thought it was a little odd that the, the Game Genie code is for 9 Lives, but the code gives you 10. Like, it was weird to me that the Game Genie code wasn't for whatever. Uh, just a, a weird, quirky math in, incongruence that probably would only be noticed by an 8 or 10 PD stacker like me. <laughs> but it was funny. It was a blast. Otherwise, we finished it with that pretty easily. And, yeah. Um, that's fucking Contra Super C rather on the NES. That is the ending theme appropriately bringing us into the verdict. Josh. King Lord's Blessing? Does it get King Lord's Blessing? I was kind of ho-hum and workmanlike through my playthrough, I would say, but I think that's just a me problem in shooters, you know? Uh, I would say generally it's a fucking... It's great. <laughs> like, Konami's a fucking wizard with this kind of 8-bit video game. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, the music is lit, the graphics are lit, controls are lit, it's fucking lit. The whole game's fucking lit, you know? Uh, the final boss was fairly cake, but... And like it's, I always say, it's such an important thing for me to find satisfaction about from that part of the game uh and like while it was easy probably you know it's obviously a, a hard stretch there up to it too that's a tough stage but because of my finding satisfaction and the homage thing and the effort put in everything else and credits included like i don't even want to knock it for that like i think you know i think even that part of the game is well done so I mean, yeah i mean i think blessing bestowed and to my surprise i think i agree now that it is better than the original I've never. That is not how I. That's not how I felt uh, for most of my life. Yeah, it's wow. That's a big statement. But now that you (laughs) say it, I'm thinking about it. Like taking the harder, like overhead view stages from the standpoint of Commando, and they really did do it because when I think about it, even the angling of some of the buildings is more in line with what what I saw in Commando and liked about it. And so when I think about it from that standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I do like those better than those other stages in the first one. Do I like this better? I might like I, it was more <laughs> fun than I expected. Like I thought like I thought it was just going to be pain and suffering, but it wasn't pain and suffering. It had a couple hard parts, but it had enough fun, smash, spread weapon destruction, you know, to counteract that. And so, of course blessing bestowed it might be better than the first but the first has the original konami code that we all remember and know to this day so i don't know if i can give it that that status i i can't give it icon status yeah yeah, like so yeah it's, 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 it's not more iconic by any way but it might but, be it might be better it might no. be more fun yeah there it goes well so short and sweet on the fucking no no, no dicking <laughs> around with blessings fucking 
King Lurk's like, yeah, stamp it. Let's go. Next thing. <laughs> Are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So next up, we have Game Pro issue 10. And then finally, Sega Visions number one will follow that on the mag front after the game apps. And or game app rather, and there's probably likely a little bit of side quest action coming on the pipe before then as well. But nonetheless, it is visible on the horizon, and that excites me. And you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that shares up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash isoh pod. Email us at isoh podcast at gmail.com. On a bullshit with us directly or privately follow the pod on facebook and or instagram you can link to or rather there is a link to the youtube gameplay videos playlists in the show notes and there's the isoh subreddit if you want to get down on reddit and we do not have a patreon if you'd like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction the able gamers foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities and that is cool as fuck ablegamers.org is where you can find them jay what are your socials uh, Gentleman JB without the second E. That's my gamer tag. That's where you can find me pretty much everywhere except Oculus. It's gentleman dot JB. Still without oh, yeah. the second E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't Oculus. really change it. I don't know why that is, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can actually do. But it's still connected to my social profile, which is the normal one, you know. Right, so I don't... right. But you, you can change that. You're, you, can, you can definitely change it for sure. 100 right. you can change it yeah so yeah my yeah my twitter is at josh Fulham. my uh instagram is at my shift key is broke and my gamer tag is two minute todd but yes my oculus profile is also my shift key is broke which uh yeah i was able to to uh i've had to explain that like i told you i make the friends on <laughs> and i have to explain they're always like my sh- what well, what is it like my shit like my shift key is broke like no fucking anything i was like i was like it's a college holdover thing like you know, it's better if it's in all capitals. And they're like, oh, and actually it led to this really philosophical uh, conversation I had with one dude who was like, you realize that pretty soon the, the kids on here won't even know what a shift key is. And I'm like, oh my God. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, just an, it's just an up arrow on mobile platform keyboards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's no, it doesn't say shift anywhere. Uh, so yeah, I was like, oh my God. Fucking God, you're right. Fucking, <laughs> like, like, I got to get to think of something else. I think is really clever, <laughs> which I can't even take credit for. I actually got to give credit to that for that to. Uh, I think it was it was I think it was an amalgamation of Jay Herman and Jeff Root. If I have to say too. Ah, uh, okay. To, yeah, so I, I can't remember which one of them. It might have been like a conversation fucking mashup of some kind, but I definitely stole that from one of them. <laughs> In any event, okay, bye. <laughs> bye.